Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Truth or Theory podcast. Your hosts, JP and E. Willie. We're back, JP. We're back. Episode. Champs are back. Oh, champ is here. It's episode number 36. I turned 36 tomorrow, which this episode will probably be out in the future. So I'm already 36. It's very confusing. But we're aging and the numbers are aligning. The stars are aligned. The moons are aligned. And our guest is aligned. Welcome back to the podcast, Mr. Brett McGinn. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, Strong delays. Yeah. Yeah. That's okay. So my my goal with this, this has been something that I've been interested in, uh, this Oak Island shenanigans for years, man. I don't know why. I just caught my attention and and i just i've been looking into it um so i guess my goal is your your millions of listeners out there uh is after this is if they don't know anything about it just for them to be interested in it and do some research themselves like don't go watch i mean i guess you can i don't want to say don't go watch but you know the the show on the history channel about it it's pretty cool but there's way, way more to the story than that. Like, there's lots of other information out there. So, you know, I tell everybody, just do your research. And, yeah. uh, you know, you'll find a lot more. But, but watching the show is not bad. I mean, it's pretty cool. It's entertaining. And they have some good facts on there. But it's also way more to it. So, um, I Real guess. Real quick. Yes, sir. Um. So just so the listeners know who you are, because some of them might not remember, we did a listener special, and you were one of the guests on that mm-hmm. one. So technically, you've been on the podcast yes. already, but we didn't get to do an actual episode with you. We've been talking about mm-hmm. doing this for a while, so now we get to finally dive into Oak Island, something that That's you went it. to college and studied, and you studied a- abroad and um, yeah. <laughs> grew up grew up on Oak Island, didn't you? You grew up on Oak yeah, Island. Yeah, You're, yeah. You actually were stranded there at, at C-Rec. Um, and did yeah. a lot of studies there, and then went back after college to study more. Is that correct, Brett? So tell <laughs> Dr. Brett, yeah, where, where did you hide your yeah. studies? <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. But it's funny, you know, uh, Eric got me on here as uh, Brett McGinn, and actually the guy that technically started the treasure hunt was a McGinnis, a Daniel McGinnis. Mm-hmm. It, he's, he's the one that started it. Um, and they were saying that there was a lot of immigrants that came over from Ireland that possibly there was some McGinnises that changed their names, you know, to that McGinn may have come from McGinnis or McGinnis may have come from again. And when they moved, they changed their names. Um, so you never know. I don't know. Maybe related to that fella. Uh, cool. But anyway. Yeah. Cool connection. Uh, don't call me by my real name again or I'll have to end this episode. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it won't happen again, Eat Willie. Uh, you blowing, blowing my cover, man. 
so so it started like you could there's lots of before like before 1795 but to me um the whole treasure hunt starts in 1795 with Daniel McGinnis. So they, there's some, um, it's unclear how old he was, but basically he took a little boat to the island. You know, he might've been like, he really looking for some snakes or something. Um, and, uh, but no, he finds, so basically what happens is he's on this island. He finds uh, this big oak tree. Some of the limbs are cut. So he's like, what I strain that? And at the time, nobody was living on the island. I don't think. Uh, but around, there's a one branch that's cut, and there's a block and tackle hanging from it. So he starts looking around. There's a big depression on the ground. He's like, you know, man, that's kind of strange. So he starts digging around, checking it out, and he realizes, man, like there's some hard clay on the walls that had pick marks that they could see. So at that point, he's like, man, I need some help, whatever. So he goes back, gets some buddies. They go back. They start digging. Um, so they dig down, and at, at uh, two feet, they find uh, these flat stones and I'm like, man, that's that's weird, you know. So they they pull all the stones off. They keep they keep digging, keep digging. So um, they and they they dug about a, a seven foot diameter shaft. Uh, I mean, this is in 1795, dude. So this is shovels and they're primitive, and they were young. Supposedly, one report was that he was like 13 years old when he started mm. this. So they, they keep digging, they get down to like 10 feet where they find a platform of some oak timbers. So they're like, man, this is weird. Doesn't look like it goes there stacked all nice and even. Um, so they remove a few of them. And underneath there's a, a small void uh, where the soil underneath had, had settled from what they could tell. So they're like, man, clearly this is some type of shaft that they somebody filled back in. So they keep digging, keep digging. So get to 20 feet, they find another platform. Uh, then, I mean, think about it. you got some young kids digging 25 feet down into the ground. That's some serious work that these cats were doing. Like... I mean, we think about seven foot by 25 foot, how much to remove yeah. to get to that. I mean, then you think you know, about stabilization. Like now on construction sites, you go there, they have big shoring boxes and stuff that they, they dig more than, you know, six foot. They put in shoring, shoring boxes and all this crazy stuff. Mm-hmm. But these guys just out there just getting it, man, just digging with their, you know, with their, their pawpaw shovel or something. Um, <laughs> so anyway, they uh, – they get to 25 feet, and they're like, man, 25, 30, somewhere is in there. Uh, and they're like, man, this is just it's too much. This is too big for us to do. We need to, like, we need to come up with a plan. So they fill the holes back in, or the hole back in, and uh, they go out to find more help. So um, sometime in June, 
there was a guy named John Smith who bought lot 18, and that's the site where the pit that they were digging was. Um, and then that guy lived there. He also bought like lots 15, 16, 17, 19, 20. You can go online and find a map of the island. It has all the lots. And then some of the government broke it up into, into lots and was selling it. And people are actually living on there and farming. Um, but that's a lot of the stuff that happened before this, this opinion McGinnis came on. Is that so John then, Smith? Uh, the three, Is that the same John that, Smith that's that? connected to Pocahontas? I don't, I don't think so. I never looked into that that far. It's just said that John Smith bought lot 18. Um, and that was in, uh, that was around 1795. So that was in June of 1795 uh, when that guy bought it. So he bought all, all these lots and he lived on the island until he died. Like in, I think he died in 1857. Um, then in 1803, the three original guys that, you know, went over there and, and dug, uh, they ended up forming a company called the uh, Onslow Company. Uh, and they, they had a, a um, uh, they got more people involved, basically. I won't go through all this. There's a, there's a list of, of guys that they got involved, which is not really important. We can, dude, there's so much in this that, that, like, if you start concentrating on one thing, you can get bogged down in it, man. It's like there's so much information in this. Those so anyway, are the best ones. The, the, the Onslow uh, company, they started um, – excavation, sorry, um, and kind of the same thing. You know, they went in there and they started digging, started seeing the same stuff, started finding the platforms. Um, then when they got to 30 feet, they encountered um, charcoal, which I, th I found was very interesting because, which a lot of people did, um, charcoal, they believed, was used to, um, ventilate mine shafts back in the day. Once you would get so far down, there wasn't any fresh air, so they would build these, basically a furnace to, they build fires with coal in it to suck fresh air down into the shaft. So that's how they could breathe while they were working. That's but they found that at 30 feet. And they also found um, at 40 feet uh, this putty and um, it's kind of like, uh, the, it was like putty that they used in old ships to like plug the silver boards and stuff like that. So at 50 feet, they came across some uh, beach stones and they think that it was like the same type of stuff that you would use to backfill it, like a flood tunnel, you know. We can get into all that later, but you know, there's lots of tunnels on the island that they found through seismic work and stuff. But that was at the first, uh, at 50 feet, they found some of these beach stones. Um, then at 60 feet, they found coconut fiber. So the islands in Nova Scotia, right? So there's no, I mean, how do coconuts float, you know, thousands of miles from the closest place would be the Caribbean. 
But there's lots of theories on the coconut fiber, which that's another, that's one of the things like you you can spend so much time just on that one one thing. Uh, so anyway, they keep going. Then they they find a few other little things, nothing real interesting. Then at ninety at the ninety foot level, they find a large stone slab that weighs they estimated anywhere from and I don't know who was doing the estimating. But it was anywhere from 175 pounds to 500 pounds, so that's a pretty, it's a pretty, pretty vague uh, measurement there. Um, and so anyway, on this stone, they had some strange markings and stuff. And uh, one of the interesting things that um, at 90 feet they started getting water seeping through the clay and um, it started, they, they started kind of probing the ground, you know, like at about 93 feet with a wooden rod and uh, they hit another platform. So it was odd because it was like, it wasn't at the normal 10 foot spacing. So um, they, I think that this was when Okay, so they kind of stopped digging, okay? And so they had this stone, had these strange markings. So they kind of were like, okay, let's kind of take a break, see what the hell, maybe we can figure out what all this strange stuff is. So they, they have people look at it, these guys that are into decoding, um, you know, breaking codes and stuff like that. Um, and so on, on the stone, the, the message that the best they could decode it was 40 feet below, 2 million pounds live buried. Don't know 2 million pounds or what. They don't even know if it's the, they deciphered the code correctly. But anyway. Say, 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 it, say it again. Say the code again. 40 foot down. 40 feet below, 2 million pounds live buried. Hmm. So they, but they didn't know if it was, I mean, they were assuming, right? You dig and you think, man, I'm more like a treasure hunt. So obviously it's 2 million pounds of treasures buried here. You know? Right. So they, uh, they get excited. And uh, so after they get to about the 93 foot and they take a break and they kind of investigate the stone a little bit, they go back uh, a day or two later um, and water filled the hole all the way to the height of 60 feet. So, you know, overnight or over two days, the hole fills up. So Dang. they only have like 30-something 30, 30 feet from the surface to the top of the water. Well, yeah, so they, then they're they like... far below sea level they are at this point. That's true. Right. Yeah, I mean, they're, you know, because the island's not that, you know, not that high. It's damn near sea level, you know. So they started bailing. They were trying to bail it out, bail it out. They uh, never really could get it to stop filling up. It was almost like they couldn't bail it out fast enough. So they stopped work. Then they were like, all right, we need to get um, some pumps in here and, you know, pump it out and try and see what we can do to keep going. So they kind of halted work for a while. And then in uh, – 1805, they came back 
same company, the Hanslow company. And, and I say that because there's lots of different companies over, you know, 200 years that dump just millions and millions of dollars into this place. That's why they call it the money pit. Well, first they thought they had money down there. Then after a while they realized like they just, it's that's people are dumping their money into this pit. So that's why they call it. There's a few theories that that's why it's called pretty the money ironic. pit. Lots of famous people actually like donated money to uh, to excavate and, and explore the island. John Wayne was one of them. Uh, a few other famous uh, actors and I think even some actress like women got involved too uh, at some wow. point. Um, so anyway, in 1805, they decide that they're going to build a new shaft. They're going to dig another shaft. 14 feet southeast of the main tunnel. So they're like, we'll move over. And I think that was like an old tunneling method that you would like, if you had one, a tunnel flooding, you can dig down on the side and come in. If you think like, you, I, I don't understand tunneling, but that's what I gathered from kind of doing a little research is they thought that they could maybe come in from a different way. Right. Uh, which to me doesn't make sense. Once you hit that groundwater and it starts coming in, I don't know why moving over would would help. But anyway, so they they dig this shaft 14 feet south of the main tunnel, and they dig it down to 110 feet. Then they started on, on a horizontal tunnel to the main pit. After they got about 12 feet lateral, it started the water started coming in again and let, and it, it rose to about 60 feet in both pits about the same depth so you know they kind of ran out of money at that point and uh and they kind of gave up so uh back in like 1810 so the the guy that lived there the john smith was letting this company you know, do all of this digging and, and exploration. And he actually took that the engraved stone that they found and put it into, uh, in his house, like part of his fireplace, like mortared it in with the other stones. So he had this stone that they, that they dug up in his house for years. Okay. Um, eventually, I think it was removed and then it got lost and they thought they found it, but they, they, they never did find the stone again. Jeez. So that was uh, 1805. So nothing happened to 1845. 1845, a new company was formed called the uh, uh, Truro Company. I think I'm saying that right. Um, so uh, they started, you know, that new company forms. They got a bunch of guys interested in this treasure. You know, they, they have this. You know, it's kind of like local legend at this point. Um, so um, there was a guy, uh, Samuel Ball. Um, he had 36 acres on the island. And uh, so he passed away. And um, a guy that worked for him, uh, Isaac Butler guy, um, changed his name to Isaac Ball. And I think he kind of like inherited or not sure how got some of the, the property on the island. Mm. Uh, 
So, <laughs> sounds pretty shady. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, dude, there's so much stuff in here that it's like, kind of doesn't make sense, and it's, it's there's some real shady stuff that goes on. Um, we need someone okay, so to inherit his stuff. Yeah. <laughs> I'm Isaac Ball. I'm his nephew. <laughs> I'll take it all. Yeah, but you're black. Ah, <laughs> uh, we don't see color in this family. Only hard work. All right. So uh, the new company, they start cleaning out the main pit they found. Um, so after a couple of weeks, they get down to about 86 feet. And, you know, they're feeling good about themselves. And they think that they're, you know, I think every company that would come along, it was like they think that they're smarter than everybody else. And we're going to find it. We're going to figure it out. So they dig down to about 86 feet. Next day they come, tunnels full of water. They're like, they keep bailing, keep bailing, couldn't bail it out. It's like you couldn't bail it, couldn't pump it fast enough. So, um, oh, I'm sorry. Somebody, my wife just got home. Uh, <laughs> um, all right, so they're drilling down in the main pit, and they obviously there's a, another platform at uh, about, they say about 98 feet. Um, but this one's not oak, it's spruce. Then they have a 12 inch gap with four inches of oak, 20 to 22 inches in pieces of metal, which is something that they've never encountered before. So uh, they, they drilling with the auger at this point. And so they're, they find in all kind of like weird stuff. They find in, you know, copper wire, uh, links of a watch chain, like evidence that there was people down at that depth, right? Um, so they, and then they find in more coconut. They find, I mean, just all kind of weird things are going on. Um, they can't really make sense of anything. Um, so what's the what's the thought behind it? There was a civilization living there at one point. Well, that, um, I mean, I think the the general consensus is that somebody you know hid something. There's theories from the uh, you know Knights Templar treasures buried there. Uh, 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 King Henry, uh, I think it was. I don't know if it was the seventh or the eighth had some treasure buried there that they will, they, they had hid there to wait until, you know, the, during the revolution and then they were going to bring the treasure over to England. Um, there's even theories that the Spanish, when they were uh, down in, in South America, conquering the Aztecs, taking all their gold, and they had these armadas that would sail back up the coast and they would, then they would sail over to, back to Spain that one of them filled with gold, Aztec gold, wrecked, um, or purposely ran aground. Um, uh, part of that story, too, is the Spanish had engineers that they would send to South America, and they had silver mines, and I think gold mines, but definitely silver mines, that they were mining down there in South America, and they would load everything on these ships and then send it back to Spain. Well, one theory is that one of the, the engineers that knew how to build tunnels and, and do that type of stuff, I guess they got together with the guys on the ship and they said, hey, 
we're going to run this ship aground. We're going to we're going to hide the treasure. It's going to be ours. We're going to be you know we'll never go back to Spain. We'll stay here, um, and we'll just you know we'll be rich. That's one of the theories. Uh, none of this has ever been proven. Um, Until but, uh, now. No, no, it's just Present still. your information. <laughs> After it's college, still, you went out there and did your own studies. Show us yeah. what you came across. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I did with my own hands. Yeah. I find it really weird that they would hide something that deep, man. That makes me really feel like there was something at a different level. Right, yeah. It's like, what, like who went through this much trouble yeah. to hide something down there? Most you people know, that would and, bury something would only go 12 feet max, like – not that far right. down. That's crazy. Yeah, especially if you're the only and then people it's, that know you where know, it's who at. had who had the engineering, like who knew how to build that type of stuff? You know, that's why um, one of the theories is they said, well, they had these engineers from Spain that were going to South America building, you know, digging mines. So they had the knowledge of how to build these flood tunnels and this mine shaft that they could hide something down there and they, they knew how to get to it, but you know, nobody else would. So that way, anytime somebody would go down there and start trying to dig, it would flood the tunnel and they couldn't get to whatever was down there. The, you know, the two million pounds or whatever it was. Yeah. That's just so elaborate. That would be so intense. And how would you get your stuff back in that case? Like what, what would be the point of going through that much trouble? I feel like there's some aliens involved. I'm just going to say it. I'm going to address the elephant in the room. So, so now that you say that, I'm, I'm glad you said that. There's there's lots of weird stories with the island. Like there was this one guy that uh, he was uh, saw a bunch of strange green lights floating across the island. And they went over there to check it out. And they said that, like, the guy just, like, lost his mind like took off swimming back across, like didn't take the boat, like just ran, jumped in the water and swam back. It's like, it's not far from shore. You know, it's, I don't remember how far it is, a couple hundred feet from shore. Um, but just weird things like that. There's fishermen that were a port of strange lights on the island moving around, um, you know. So, yeah, there's an alien, an alien factor. There's one guy that said that he worked for this private, uh, this guy and that was from Europe, and they went over there and they found what was there, so there's nothing left to find, but nobody ever heard about it. Uh, he said that it was actually like a, a bot. It was the body of some somebody from the Bible. I don't remember who it was. I'm not. Damn. I don't have all my stuff in there, all my notes. Got lots of notes, guys, so if y'all see me reading, that's what I'm doing. Are you good, um, man? Note it up. But, uh, but no, so that, dude, there's so many different theories of what it is, who put it there, um, you know, that nobody knows. Um, and I hadn't seen the last season of the Oak Island show, so I don't know, maybe they solved it, and I just I don't even know it yet. No, uh, they didn't. No, if they solve that, either A, you'll <laughs> never hear about it, or B, it'll be national news. <laughs> right, right. And that's that was the one thing when I heard the one theory about the guy that was working with this, you know, European billionaire. 
is that I thought to myself, man, you know, they probably did find something. At some point, somebody found something, you know, and you didn't hear about it. Like you said, it's just like, I mean, I know if I found two million pounds of gold, I wouldn't be telling nobody. You know, I would be keeping that to myself. Be like, hey. Maybe he you know, did find it, and maybe his name is Jeffrey Epstein, and that's where he got all his money. Bought another island. So. It's all yeah. tied together. Islands, islands, yeah. Hey, that's one thing to remember when you're researching anything, um, especially when it comes to, like, the, you know, treasures and things like that. All knowledge is connected somehow or another. Looking at things, different different legends and stuff. What's one thing that's funny that comes up a lot of times is Scotland. Scotland, Ireland come up a lot. In it's like almost everything goes back to 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 that area of the world for some reason. It's very strange, but all all knowledge is connected. Even even you are a guest. You look like you came straight from Scotland. <laughs> well, my, my grandfather was from Ireland. So. Ireland, that's what I said. Yeah. Mr. O'Reilly? <laughs> <laughs> but what anyway, is- so, man, over the years, there's been guys that just tried and tried and dumped money into this, and nobody could figure it out. Um, there was even a few guys that, that went in there and uh, just, like, excavated so much of the island and tore so much stuff up that they, I mean, they having trouble. They're going back and they're finding stuff that he did, like supports and stuff that, that other tunnels that they dug, like they'll run into that. And they'll, you know, they'll be like, oh, well, this is from probably from so-and-so, you know, back in the right. 50s or 60s or whenever that came in. So everybody, you know, everybody thinks – I'm going to come in here and we're going to solve this thing. I, and I'm just waiting for somebody to say, hey, we're going to just excavate the entire freaking island. Like, why not? You know, I'll just go there. It's not that big. We have the, I'm sure we have the capability to do that. You just have to find a person to spend the money, go in there and just dig up the whole freaking island and put it to bed right then and there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So maybe like it, your millions like of listeners um, can get together and donate money to uh, just let's get it done, you know? Because <laughs> I know they're out there, uh, you know? I know yeah. you have a strong following, man. So, well, we do. There is that. We'll see. Yeah. We'll see. <laughs> so with you being a, a paleontologist that um, studied abroad and then went to the island yourself after college, what, is, what does your gut tell you? What do you think happened there? You think there's treasure there? You think it was man? Like there's something. There, there's some. There's something there. Um, I don't know what it is, but there. I, I believe deep down there's something there. Um, I don't know what, and and I don't know if it's still there. Honestly, in my opinion, I think that I think that something very important was there, but it's not anymore. Yeah, that's a good point. That's probably where I'm going to go with it, too, because if there was something that important there or um, uh, worth something, and all these companies did put that much time into it, they did find it, I I wouldn't tell anybody either. I would would take it, profit from it, and let people just keep going on a wild goose chase and waste their time and Mm -hmm. and, um, 
not come after you basically what if, what if it was something that's like biodegradable it was like a bunch of ancient books or something like that and it's they're all destroyed anyways they're just looking for nothing it the original copy of the bible or something it could have been you know that they were saying that at some point when they were digging they found um these uh pillars that were constructed in the same way as uh king solomon's temple uh, with some of the same type of masonry engineering you know so a lot of this stuff man ties back to the templars the freemasons the you know you name it bro it, it they they found uh you know in the show they find the templars cross they they're finding really? yeah they found a um Damn, it was a lead a lead cross um that i mean it was from the you know i think it was you know 1600s or or no it was like maybe 13 1400s or something like that so there's ark of the covenants there well, that, and that's one theory too that that, that that's there. You know, the um, the arts there, the uh, the grail possibly that <laughs> that the uh, the temple is buried, the holy grail there. So they need to do there's, a, um, there's, the next Indiana Jones movie based on Oak Island. What's that? They need to do, they need to do the next Indiana Jones movie based on Oak Island. Yeah, they're making another one right now. Oh, are they? With Uncle they may Harrison. be. Yeah. They may be. They may be. Or they uh, maybe they'll maybe they'll make it on the. Uh, you you guys ever hear of the uh, Knights of the Golden Circle? You ever hear? Uh, I know a little bit about it, but mostly from you. So if you want to talk a little bit about that, go into it, Brent. That's that's something to look into, man. If uh, if y'all are interested in stuff like these, you know, uh, it's one of the oldest conspiracy theories, I think. Um, it started back in uh, after the uh, after the Civil War. Um, it was in the South. So the Golden Circle was, was the Gulf Coast um, all the way to Mexico. It included a bunch of the islands down in the Caribbean. Um, and what they wanted to do was the South wanted to um, basically secede from the union again, create their own country, and they would control all of the trade, they would control all of the agriculture um, in, that, in that hemisphere, basically, of the world. Like, if, if they could secure that area, they controlled everything. They controlled South America, they controlled most of North America, uh, and there was these so the Knights of the Golden Circle were formed, and there's different levels of it, just like any other organization. And these guys were stashing treasure um, to fund, you know, an army, basically, for when the South would finally secede from the Union again. Uh, Jesse James was involved with it. There's a book, if you can get your hands on one, they're expensive if you can find it. I, I want to say they're about 500 bucks a copy if you can find it. But it's called Jesse James was one of his names. And uh, Jesse James was involved with the Knights of the Golden Circle. Um, That's crazy. They get into the uh, – so at one point after the Civil War, uh, Mexico had a king. 
Yeah, they're like an emperor. Um, they got this guy. He he came. The story is the guy came. He was a part of a royal family, even Spain and Mexico was like, well, we need. We don't. They didn't have any royal families there, and they were. I believe they were still part of Spain, so they were like, who again is our our ruler? So they, uh, the guy's name was Maximilian. Um, they brought him over there, him and his wife, and he was the ruler of Mexico. And there's a story that he ended up, they had a, um, you know, a, a slave revolt of some type, some kind or some type of revolt against him in Mexico. And they killed him, which they thought they killed him, but they ended up, one of his guards got him out. They got Jesse James involved. They went down to Mexico, brought him into Texas, nursed him back to health. Um, they went meet him and they were like, they were talking to him because he had promised them a bunch. They were going, so before all of that happened, they went down there and they were trying to get him out. They were like, look, you need to get out of Mexico. They're going to kill you. He said, no, I'm staying. Whatever, they ended up trying to kill him. So they, they go and they get him out. They get his, get his body. They nurse him back to health. And um, he promises them, he says, look, y'all help me out. I saved my life. If you get my wife, because after that, they shipped his wife back to Spain. Why they didn't kill her? I don't know. They shipped her back to Europe. And he said, if you can get her back to me, I'll give you all the treasure you'll ever want. Um, so Jesse James, Frank Dalton, which some people think were the same person, possibly. It's, that's a whole other deal to get into. But they go, the story is, they go to Europe, they find a double for this princess. They go, like, undercover, kidnap her, put the body double in her place, and bring her back to the States before they found out they made the switch, and bring her back to um, Maximilian, where he's so thankful, right, and gives them all and that's some of the stuff that's buried in certain areas of the United States. And there's people still that swear that if you know what to look for, you can find some of this buried treasure. You know, there's different signs that that the Knights of the Golden Circle would use. You know, for uh, you know, like for instance, on a tree, they say if you're ever walking out in the woods and you see a, a tree limb and there's a nail underneath it that you tie a string to that nail with a rock on the end, like a plumb bomb, and you'll find something buried right there, you know? And it may not be, a, it may not be treasure. It may be a, a rifle buried in the ground pointing a certain direction. You know what I mean? So you're like, oh, well, it's not a, you know, it's a cool old rifle, but it's pointing in this direction. So that may take you to another clue somewhere else. And so you put it back and you bury it and you follow that to another clue. You find that clue, it takes you to another place. And uh, there was a guy that was raised with, uh, with these men that were basically uh, part of the Knights of the Golden Circle. And they would tell him, like, he said growing up he could remember them, his uncles and stuff, telling him these little hints, like, you know, if you knew what to look for, you could find a treasure that you can never spend in your lifetime. Or 
you know, and he said they'd be walking in the woods and he would say, hey, you see that tree over there, how this branch has, you know, shaped funny or something. Yeah, yeah, that means something. But they would never tell him. They would never, like, say, this is what it means. This is how you find the treasure. This is, you know, but growing up, he felt like he was being groomed to take over, to guard these secrets. Um, and ended up his uncle, I think it was his uncle that was kind of showing him everything. He died when the kid, before he ever came out and said, hey, this is why I've told you all this. I've been training you for years and prepping you for this. Uh, the guy died, and, and he thinks that um, that was his intent. Um, but the guy got to where he can read these signs, and he didn't necessarily know what the signs meant. But uh, he would go out on his own, and he would when he would see these signs, he would follow them. And there was cases where he teamed up with some guys, and they found buried gold. They found stuff buried out in the middle of the freaking desert in New Mexico that like little caches of gold. Um, and the guy ended up screwing him and stuff like that. So there was one case where he was, he was going along and he's following these signs and they were in this, uh, this certain area that's known for, um, weird things happening. Uh, hikers being found dead, uh, things like that with uh, bullet holes in their head. Nobody knows what happened. Um, so he's doing that one day, and he had a couple people with him, and they really didn't know what he was doing. They kind of thought they were just going on a hike. Well, they're, they're getting close, and he told them we're getting close to something. Um, and as soon as he said that, they said like a helicopter shows up, and these people get out of the helicopter and start walking towards him, like in question, like, what are y'all doing out here? You know, and they were like, Oh, we uh we rock hounding, you know. And like the guy that 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 got out of the helicopter was using some of like the same language. He said that like he would his uncle and him would use like certain phrases and stuff he was asking him. So that he felt he felt like the guy was part of the Knights of the Golden Circle protecting something in that area. And they said it kind of yeah. shook him up so bad, he never went back again to that area. Yeah. You know, just, Damn, dude. Like, let's let's take a quick break real quick, Brett. All right. back Brett McGinn what is the next phase chapter that you'd like to get into with this Oak Island mystery okay so after those first two companies um there was there was a bunch of other people that got involved um and really it was kind of a bunch of nonsense up until this that uh the Dan Blankenship guy got involved he was really, he kind of was one of the few that, that he did a good job of, you know, I think he created a bunch of maps and just 
kind of did a really good job with it. Um, you know, keeping track of everything that he did. Um, he put in the borehole 10X that they referred to. Um, that they what they think they went into was a, a chamber, like a man-made chamber. Um, but the guy, man, that guy was crazy. He like took some uh, railroad cars and like welded them together and stacked them son of a bitches on top of each other and just shelled them in the ground, almost yeah. like casing, you know? Yeah, that's um, crazy. And he created that that big borehole, um, and it was big enough, you know, to get somebody down there at the bottom. Uh, but they had a bunch of issues with that. Um, on the on the show, they actually get a diver down into the bore, uh, to into 10x to the bottom into that chamber, um, and they never really say. I mean, they say they think it's just a. a it's not what it, they did say it's not a man-made chamber. Um, I feel like it's, it's just like a, a it's limestone, basically. Limestone will it'll wash out and create little caverns and stuff, and that's what it was. But they had, and they were saying it looked like they had a chest in there. It looked like they had a dead body, and you know, uh, the whole curse of the of the Oak Island is so many people are gonna die before the treasure's found. And it's like, you know, whatever, well, like seven people die or something. I think six have already died. And it's like they're waiting on one more to die. Um, but um, so after the Dan Blankenship guy, um, he takes it into uh, modern day where the, uh, what, uh, the Lagina brothers, are <clears throat> um, the ones, you know, doing the show on the History Channel. Um, and they got, that. that's another weird story. Those guys are from, like, Michigan. And they have an oil and gas company. Um, and I think they drill wells. There's, like, a production company, drilling and production company. Um, and these cats been dumping... Uh, They've been dumping all kind of money into it for years and years. Um, they yeah, actually, the it. I mean, that's what they do. You know, they get stuff out of the ground. Right, right. You know, and that's why watching the show, that's you like, man, these dudes are going to get it. Um, <laughs> but I, I don't think they ever figure it out. Uh, it's probably but they do, it's already they, been got. Yep. Um, that's what I believe, man. But they, they also do a good job at documenting everything, man, and they go back. And they find people that their family was involved with the search. And uh, they get a bunch of good information and insight from those people. So, the, I mean, the show's good, man. It's pretty cool. I encourage people to, uh, to go and, uh, and watch it. Uh, it'd be a good place to start, you know, it'll get you interested, get you kind of doing your own research and, and following. And then you can, you know, create your own uh, opinion from there. Right? Yeah. So now the research that you've done, have they found, so they, they found all sorts of different minerals and things like that down there, like you said, aluminum and wire and copper wire, yeah. things like that, and the tablet. But other than that, have they found anything like really significant? Have they Like on the island itself, they found a bunch of uh, old coins, um, you know, things like that. Nothing worth a whole, whole lot of, you know, not really worth much. Definitely not worth 
what they've been, the amount of money they put into the search. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know. That's wild. Uh, That's small so pieces, wild. fragments, you know, here and there. Um, but they still don't feel like they got to what the month, uh, the flood tunnels and everything are uh, are protecting. You know. The, the the evidence is there though that there's something. Yeah, man, like there's something there. Like there's, I mean, there was an old loading dock built out there. There was like all these different flood tunnels and, and different structures that they find on the island that date back to, there was one that they, it was buried under, you know, six, eight feet of, of uh, like just dirt and rock and sand. And it actually had what they, they thought were Roman numerals carved on it. Oh. You know, I mean, shit going back to the 13, 1400s. Um, so, and this, this is another thing, man, like, and, and I've been saying this for years, but I think, like, people are finally starting to, and I, I know that scientists and, and all these anthropologists and stuff say that, you know, definitely Columbus wasn't the first one to come to America. Like, you know, there was a lot of other people that came before him. But I think, like, mainstream, a lot of people are starting to realize that, you know, in school, Columbus sailed the ocean blue in 1492. There was people here before that, man. Yeah. Like, you know, people oh, yeah. coming over here before that. He was just the one that, I guess, we'll say, I guess, got the credit for it. Yeah. Oops, we lost breath there. Hang on one second. All right, we're back. We had a little technical difficulty. Then we're getting too deep, and the government's trying to shut us down. That's right, man. Yeah. Hey, you know what happens to the nail that sticks up? It gets, it gets hammered. hammered. That's <laughs> right. Yeah, buddy. So you were just saying, <laughs> you were just talking about uh, OCC, Christopher Columbus. Right. Was not the yeah. first guy. I'm a strong believer that he was not the first guy as well. I've done a little bit of research about this, and there's a lot of evidence that Norwegians were here on North America oh, yeah. before the Europeans. Uh, there's a pygmy tribe from Central South America area that came here too. There's different variations of Polynesian people that were here before us. There's yeah. a, like the whole Christopher Columbus thing is just like a cookie cutter bullshit history version that they teach in school. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the best, the best explanation I've ever heard about Christopher Columbus discovering America, it'd be like me going to your house and being like, I discovered this nice house I'm going to move into. Thank you very much. Please yeah. get out. You know. <laughs> <laughs> Sir, we're about to have dinner. I, I think I like a lot this nowadays. chair. This chair is very comfortable. You know, I think I'm going to, I think I'm going to stay. But, uh, what is the squatter's law? How does that work? I think if you, like, if, if, like, I heard this situation that, uh, they had, they, paid somebody to house it for them and they were gone for like a solid six months or something like that when they came back they're like all right we're home and they're like no this is our house now and they the police couldn't kick them out or anything like that because they've been living there as a resident for six months that's so bizarre yeah it's like the squatter's law or something like that yeah yeah that's that's it's no sense that's what christopher columbus did he was like we've been here six months (laughs) screw you guys we're staying (laughs) Yeah. yeah. Brad, did you have more um, information that you wanted to go into, or do you want us to jump into our second time six questions? Not a whole lot, man. No, I mean, we could go into the question, bro. I just, like I said, man, my, 
my goal is just like maybe somebody that's never heard about it will hear it and kind of get interested and check it out for themselves, you know? Well, I like that you brought in a lot of new information because, I mean, like you said, like everybody just knows the show. They just know the TV show and that's what they see and that's what they know. Like I, you, you brought the history with it. So I like that. Well, and then I, I only started in like 1795. Dude, there's so much more before that. That's, I mean, it's just. Oh, yeah. We can always go back and do another episode about it, too. Yeah. Um, yeah, anytime uh, you want to come on with any conspiracy theory, you are a, are a fellow truth seeker, a f- friend of the show, been a friend of mine for years, and I consider you family. And JP considers you a father. Hmm. <laughs> An uncle. <laughs> uncle Dad. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right, JP, you ready for the second time? Six questions. Yeah, yeah. Um, I didn't even get ready. a chance, dude. I'm gonna I'm be on the spot for this, bro. Like, Ooh. Yeah, I'm just, not. Yeah, I'm waiting. Off I'm, hip, I'm nervous, man. Hit it with your first thought. That's that's the most honest. All right, shoot. Right. Turn the hip. Yeah, here we go. Number one, if you could time travel one time there and back, which time period would you choose? It could be. Oh, that's easy. that's easy, bro. That's easy, man. Okay. I go back and meet Jesus, bro. Whoa, damn. Took it deep, bro. Dude, why what not? Say? Who else, bro? Who else would you go see? I wouldn't dare to talk to him because I don't speak Hebrew, but I feel <laughs> like we'd be able to, you know, we'd be able to communicate, bro. Wouldn't it be something just to get a hug from Jesus? <laughs> Dude, how good would that feel? Right. Hey, what if he hugged you and he whispered in your ear? This is all bullshit, dude. I got in way too far. (laughs) (laughs) So messed up. Like, whoa, I'm going to live way different when I get home. (laughs) It was all a prank at first, and they're taking it too far. Now I have to go with it. I have disciples. What do I do, Brett? Get me out of here. (laughs) He laughs at you like, huh, you wasted your (laughs) (laughs) make-a-wish. My name's Jesus. I'm just a carpenter. That's messed up. Uh, I apologize, God. Um, but yeah, you want to go back in time, bro? You don't want to see the future? No, man. No, I don't, I don't care. You want don't to, care just to unravel, huh? Yeah, just let it go, man. The people that are living are going to decide what, what they, you know, how much bullshit they're going to take and, and what they want to change and not change. So. Okay. Okay. What if you went back in time to like uh, Braveheart setting type Scottish wars? You'd fit right in with that look. You look like you know, I've thought about it. I've had this conversation with a few buddies here and there. And, and like, I I would, I think that I would enjoy that time period. Uh, it's probably terrible. It probably sucked, you know, living back then, but, uh, I don't know. That'd be another one that I think would be pretty cool. Yeah. It'd be funny to watch you in that time period. Just like a reality series where the modern I'm about six, one, 250, 260 ish. I'll, I'll be, I'll be nice to myself. I'll say 250. You know, you go back that far, <laughs> you'd be like the fuck, you'd be a monster. You know, people were yeah. small back then. They were like, you know, five foot tall. So you, you'd be huge. You'd be walking around like a freaking giant. You know, like a giant. It'd be great. <laughs> that would be kind of cool, actually. <laughs> JP's tall too. So he's like, oh, I want to do that too. Yeah. yeah. But then some little bitty short, like four foot nine guy would run up behind you, stab you in the neck with a knife, and that'd be the end. Yeah, scalp you. 
Oh, dude, they fight dirty, yeah. dirty. You think people fight dirty? Yeah, right dude, I mean, you got to realize back then, dude, you start messing with time travel, bro. Like, life didn't mean as much back then as it does now, man. Like, it, it was, was so harsh. It was brutal, man. It was brutal. The thing that would hurt me the most is the women, bro. That'd be rough, too. I saw yeah, they from- probably. Yeah, you probably wouldn't be man enough to get any, you know. No, I wouldn't, bro. I'd be like, yeah. who's this little um jester? <laughs> <laughs> this little stage performer. <laughs> Where's your powdered wig? Yeah. Probably it's just a bunch of piranha chicks. <laughs> yep. Yep. There you go. Piranha chicks trying to eat this little beta male. <laughs> Shout out to John Hackleman. Mm-hmm. All right, JP, go to number two, bro. I cut you off and talk too much. It's all good. Number two, what's an unusual pet peeve of yours? Unusual pet peeve. When when hot guys don't yeah. like him back. Right. That's yeah. <laughs> no, man, like I would say, like when I'm on the phone with somebody and like the conversation's over, but they won't like and you just sit there and you're trying to you're trying to get off the phone and they won't let you. That's a yeah. big pet peeve. Like, I get real aggravated with that. You talking about our phone call earlier today, bro? Are you trying to throw some shade? <laughs> no, man. Never never with you, Eric. You I had to make up a... Stay uh, on the phone for hours. Like, no, you hang up. No. No, you, <laughs> no, you hang up. You tried to make up a story. Oh, my daughter's got to go to practice. I got to go. Like, yeah. Let's talk, right. I saw what you did there. <laughs> All right, let's see. Uh, number three, when you were a kid, what did you want to become as an adult? Oh, shit. There was two things. I remember I was in school, a little bitty, little, little Catholic schoolboy, and it, and we had this deal. I think we were like third grade. i never forget this. And they were like, what do you want to be when you grow up? Draw a picture of it. I drew a picture of an NFL football player and a dude riding a bull. <laughs> so I either wanted to be an NFL football player or a bull rider. So yeah. there you go. <laughs> that's funny. You played football too, didn't you? Yeah, yeah. I, ne- I never played in college though. I had a chance to, but I ended up turning turning it down and going to. Uh, I did the decathlon in college. Okay, cool. Did you ever try to ride a bull? Yeah, yeah, man. I rode some bulls. I did some some bulldogging and some steer roping and and all that kind of stuff when I was younger. Well, there you so, go. See, so you're not too far off. At least yeah. you at least you gave it a shot. Yeah. Yeah, you, I you tried it, man. It didn't work out though. You lived in Wyoming for a while too. You had your yeah. chance, bro. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Heck yeah. I worked too damn much though when I lived in Wyoming. I didn't have time to do anything but work and make babies up there. Yep. Yeah. The American dream. (laughs) (laughs) Let's see. uh, Number four. If you're going to be stranded on an island, but you have the chance to bring one thing with you, which would you choose? One thing. Mm -hmm. How long am I going to be there? You don't know. Indefinitely. Just you there. Yeah. Yeah. It's up in there. Think think of it. It could be for survival. It could be for comfort. Finishing out your days. Yeah. Comfort. Who knows? But you get one thing. Hey, man, I'd probably bring like a little, uh, probably like a, a axe, you know, like a hatchet. Going survival, okay. Yeah, yeah. Good choice, good choice. Yeah, that's, I mean. We've had guests say that they'd bring their husbands or, 
our friends or marijuana bongs and all kinds of stuff. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> Dude, you run out of weed, man, unless you start planting it. But like, you know, yeah, we've had it on the island, man. It might not grow. Then what? Yeah. Then what you gonna do? You know, with your bong? Nothing. Axe, bro. I just you bring a picture stuff. of my wedding. <laughs> <laughs> a black and white photo of my wedding. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> You can drink your tears. <laughs> uh, where were we at? Number five. Yeah. If someone Wait, was... or or you could just say you could bring a boat and then just sail. <laughs> hey, you could, man. There's no, there's no, uh, there's no restrictions on what I said you could bring or not, man. Yeah, I didn't think about it enough, man. I definitely had a better answer than than a, than a damn hatchet. <laughs> it's just funny to see where people's minds go with that question because it could be anything. Yeah. Yeah. yeah right yeah there's no wrong answer it's all interesting a helicopter <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah oh shit all right um yeah number five if someone was going to make a movie about you which actor would you choose to play you uh so i don't know his name but the dude from uh there's two i would there's can i pick two Sure. Yeah, I'm gonna pick one for you too. So number one would be the guy from uh, Game of Thrones, the redhead oh, guy. Oh yeah, his name. <laughs> yeah, him, yeah. the wilding guy. Him yeah. or John C. Riley. There you go. That's what I was gonna say, John C. Riley. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah we got to start putting these videos out so people can see our guests. But you, you yeah. do look like old boy from Game of Thrones. <laughs> yeah, I think you're bigger. I got that the other day in school. <laughs> When uh, Brett's cleaned up and not looking like a savage, he looks like John C. Riley, like big time, like Step Brothers, John C. Riley. Really? Yeah. <laughs> Put your face closer, Brett. <laughs> what? That's awesome. <laughs> it's John C. Riley, man. Heck yeah. Uh, let's see. Now, don't you have a buddy that kind of looks like Will Ferrell? Or did I make that up? I think you made it up. Okay. It sounded cool, though. Just go with it. Wishful thinking. Yeah, I do. You guys should make yeah. a Christmas card. His name's Bill. <laughs> Bill Barrel. Yeah. <laughs> All right, go ahead. Uh, number six. What? what whoa. Uh, what's the best advice you've been given? Cool. That's uh, a hard one. Man, I've been given a lot of good advice that I didn't listen to. You know, over the years, um, the best, the best, uh, probably the best piece of advice I've ever gotten was if you take care of the little things, no matter what it is, life, you know, money, whatever, you take care of the little things, the big things take care of themselves. Mm, I like that one. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's a deep thought right there. That's Bro. good. That's, that work, that it works for advice. a lot of things, man. It works in a relationship, works with money, you know, just all aspects of life, man. The mm. kids, you kind of worry about the little things they do. You know, you correct the little things. You don't worry. You don't have to worry about the big issues, you know. Right. Because hopefully you could, you know, you're teaching them, teaching them right from the beginning so right yeah it could be simple you know like you don't you don't need him to grow up to be a doctor let's not worry about that right now let's just get him off to kindergarten 
Yeah, yeah. Let's just get them to stop cursing and respect their mom. You know, like stop beating your boogers. Let's start there. I think I'm gonna get that tattooed on my back, man. Stop what? Stop eating your boogers? No, your um, your advice. Oh. Hey, it's good. It's good stuff, man. So when do all the tattoo parlors open back up, man? I heard like what phase? Phase two or three? I don't know. A lot of stuff's opening back up here in Colorado. Um, mm-hmm. yeah. I got my hair cut at a barbershop recently. I had to go in there with a mask on and get my temperature checked and all that good stuff. But stuff's starting they to open They use up. a thermometer? No, they did that little uh, oh. across your forehead thing. Well, I was going to ask you if they washed it before they stuck it up your ass. <laughs> <laughs> they did the mouth for the guy uh after me and then a butt for me i'm pretty sure so yeah they switch vari- to clean it. it's a variation no we'll just clean it with this guy's mouth just go ahead and pull that real tight across your lips oh that's oh. so nasty yeah. like when you go to the dentist and they suck and stuff they're like close your lips <laughs> <laughs> that's <That's> disgusting. <laughs> you can cut all this stuff out man Nah, it's staying in there, man. This is the gold. This is what they this is what they come to hear. They don't give a shit about the conspiracy. Yeah, <laughs> playing this at your church. That guy doesn't even know what he's talking about. <laughs> he studied abroad. Yeah, yeah. That, that's one thing. I'm definitely not an expert on any of that. I just I like it. I'm more of you're, an enthusiast. You're an enthusiast, a fellow truth seeker, and a seed planter. Planting them seeds for people to go look into. Mm-hmm. There you go. Look into it. That's what you're talking about. Hey, look into it, man. Yep. Look into it. Um, yeah. Any other conspiracies that are um, kicking around in modern time right now that you'd like to touch on real quick? Pandemic? Pandemic? No, I, mean, I think it's all bullshit, man. It's, it's, it's political, man. It's just my opinion. It's freaking... I think I think after November, after the election, you're not gonna hear shit about the coronavirus. You know that's gonna go away. Yeah, we got um we got to get into an episode soon on something that's um, going on right now with uh, George Floyd, the terrible murder situation. Uh, the cops. Yeah, I, I did hear a conspiracy about that today that I thought yeah. was interesting, dude. That's really interesting. See, man, like, I don't watch a whole lot of like news, so I didn't even know what the shit was going on. Like, I'm seeing all these memes about like people looting, and I'm like, what the shit is going on? Yeah. And then like my daughter posts on Instagram like, justice for what's his face, and I, I text and I'm like, take that shit off the Instagram. I was like, <laughs> you don't know what the hell happened. I'm like, you know, I mean, I didn't know. I mean, I told her to take it out just because I didn't know what happened. I was like, you know, so until we know what the hell went on, you know, like, don't be taking sides. Yeah. I'm going to just throw a a quick little conspiracy out there about this that people need to look into. This episode is going to release a few days later, so there might be more developments by this time it comes out. But this is something that really caught my eye. Um, The guy, George Floyd, was – executed for an example it's for political gain for black lives matter which is ran by george soros who's very tight with hillary clinton um i think he's stirring the pot up because the election's coming up and biden's a joke they're they're in a bind right now so i this is my prediction what i think's going on they knew that doing this situation was going to cause serious chaos because 
it's a really effed up situation for what they did to this guy. And um, it, the people are attacking police officers, which makes no sense. It's just these individuals. Um, they're attacking all these stores, looting, destroying stuff, causing more riots and chaos, which uh, stirs up more hate and d- division. So Hillary Clinton's going to sweep in, uh, and she's going to be the Democratic little savior that's coming there because Biden has, has no chance in hell, and they're going to hope that she can get it and take it from Trump for 2020. Boom. Oh, I, I definitely think that at the at the convention, somebody's going to come in and it ain't going to be Biden. They ain't that, they ain't that freaking stupid. No. Like, and I guarantee you Trump and them and, and the, the GOP ain't stupid enough to think that Biden, that that's their candidate. They're they not that freaking dumb. They know better than that shit. Yeah. You They've know? already backed off on Biden. They already know it's a joke. They're playing it up even more so that they right. can create that window for Hillary to sweep in. Or Chelsea, you never know. I could see Chelsea doing it too. But dude, they gotta be careful, man. Like it gets too crazy, it gets too out of hand, bro. There won't be an election. You know what yep. I'm saying? You get to the point where the country's under martial law, you're not gonna have an election. So, right. It backfires and then the president yeah. stays no matter what. That's right. Yeah. You know what it, Trump it's, it's, just become like Emperor Trump. <laughs> God, that would make some it. people's heads explode. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Well, and it's kind of funny because I heard somebody else saying too, like, who, like, who wants to be president anymore? It's like it seems like such a shit job. That, you, yeah, you like, can't win. Who, There's no who winning. Who wants to be the president anymore? That they're, they're just well, just, unless you're a fucking Democrat. I mean, there's no reason to be the president because I mean, look, it didn't matter what Obama did, dude. He could have done anything, and they oh, it's great, it's normal, but it's like a freaking Republican gets in there and does like could do the exact same thing and they, they demonize them, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's, I don't know. It's just weird how the, how the media takes their side so much. You know, yeah. it's because they're all ran by companies that are all yeah, a, a part all of it. Invest. It's all propaganda bullshit. Yeah. They all invest together, man. I can't believe you said that. In, in Epstein's <laughs> bed. Yeah. All right, man. Well, I just wanted to throw that out there and get people thinking and looking into more stuff. Um, yeah. Appreciate you coming on, Brett. It's always fun to talk to you. We'll have you back on soon. You can start digging into something else and present it to us. You can be our enthusiast of truth-seeking expert. Yeah. Yes. Nope. I'll try. I'll do what I can do, fellas. You know, you know I am curious if, if you could put something together about how you said that everything ties back to Ireland and the Irish – or the Scottish, right? Yeah. That, yeah, that, that would be, cool. be interesting because I, I want to see how some of that stuff ties together. I never even thought about that. Look into it, man. But yeah, I'll find, I'll, I'll, I'll dig up some stuff and I'll send it yeah. to Mr. E. Willie. Oh, thanks. You actually said my name for once on the podcast. You said my real <laughs> name like multiple times. <laughs> oh, damn. I now there's people knocking at my front door because you know my first name. Right. right. I'm sorry, man. <laughs> I apologize. I have hey, a very that's, unique... the cost. that's the cost of being famous, dude. Yeah, I have a very unique, rare name. Eric. (laughs) (laughs) All right, dude. Take care. Have fun. Keep looking into things. We love you. Peace out. Wolf, wolf pack. Later. Later. See ya.
Billions of 